of Le Mont d'Atier, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Benu Athanasia. Le Mont d'Atier, Volume 2, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Chapter 17. So when Sir Galahad was departed from the Castle of Maidens, he rode till he came to a waste forest, and there he met with Sir Lancelot and Sir Percival, but they knew him not, for he was new disguised. Right so Sir Lancelot his father dressed his spear and brake it upon Sir Galahad, and Galahad smote him so again that he smote down horse and man. And then he drew his sword and dressed him unto Sir Percival, and smote him so on the helm, that it robed to the quaff of steel, and had not the sword swerved Sir Percival had been slain, and with the stroke he fell out of his saddle. This jousts was done to fore the hermitage where a recluse dwelled, and when she saw Sir Galahad ride, she said, God be with thee, best knight of the world. Ah, certes, said she, all aloud that Lancelot and Percival might hear it, and yonder two knights had known thee as well as I do, they would not have encountered with thee. Then Sir Galahad heard her say, so he was a dread to be known. Therewith he smote his horse with his spurs, and rode a great pace froward them. Then perceived they both that he was Galahad, and up they gat on their horses, and rode fast after him. But in a while he was out of their sight, and then they turned again with heavy cheer. Let us spear some tidings, said Percival, at yonder recluse. Do as he list, said Sir Lancelot. When Sir Percival came to the recluse, she knew him well enough, and Sir Lancelot both. But Sir Lancelot rode over thwart and endlong in the wild forest, and held no path but his wild adventure led him and at the last he came to a stony cross which departed two ways in wasteland and by the cross was a stone that was of marble and it was so dark that sir lancelot might not wit what it was then sir lancelot looked by him and saw an old chapel and there he weened to have found people and sir lancelot tied his horse till a tree and there he did off his shield and hung it upon a tree and then went to the chapel door and found it waste and broken and within he found a fair altar full richly arrayed with cloth of clean silk and there stood a fair clean candlestick which bare six great candles and the candlestick was of silver and when sir lancelot saw this light he had great will for to enter into the chapel but he could find no place where he might enter then was he passing heavy and dismayed then he returned and came to his horse and did off his saddle and bridle and let him pasture and unlaced his helm and ungirt his sword and laid him down to sleep upon his shield to fore the cross chapter eighteen and so he fell asleep and half waking and sleeping he saw come by him two palfreys all fair and white the which bare a litter therein lying a sick knight and when he was nigh the cross he there abode still all this sir lancelot saw and beheld for he slept not verily and he heard him say o sweet lord when shall this sorrow leave me and when shall the holy vessel come by me wherethrough i shall be blessed for i have endured thus long for little trespass a full great while complained the knight thus, and always Sir Lancelot heard it. With that Sir Lancelot saw the candlestick with the six tapers come before the cross, and he saw nobody that brought it. Also there came a table of silver and the holy vessel of the Sangreal, which Lancelot had seen aforetime in King Peshore's house. And therewith the sick knight set him up, and held up both his hands, and said, Fair sweet lord, which is here within this holy vessel, take heed unto me that I may be whole of this malady and therewith on his hands and on his knees he went so nigh that he touched the holy vessel and kissed it, and anon he was whole, and then he said, Lord God, I thank thee, for I am healed of this sickness. 
so when the holy vessel had been there a great while it went unto the chapel with the chandelier and the light so that lancelot wist not where it was become for he was overtaken with sin that he had no power to rise again the holy vessel wherefore after that many men said of him shame but he took repentance after that then the sick knight dressed him up and kissed the cross anon his squire brought him his arms and asked his lord how he did certes said he i thank god right well through the holy vessel i am healed but i have marvel of this sleeping knight that had no power to awake when this holy vessel was brought hither i dare right well say said the squire that he dwelleth in some deadly sin whereof he was never confessed by my faith said the knight whatsomever he be he is unhappy for as i deem he is of the fellowship of the round table the which is entered into the quest of the sangreal sir said the squire here i have brought you all your arms save your helm and your sword and therefore by mine assent now may ye take this knight's helm and his sword and so he did and when he was clean armed he took sir lancelot's horse for he was better than his and so departed they from the cross chapter nineteen then anon sir lancelot waked and set him up and bethought him what he had seen there and whether it were dreams or not right so heard he a voice that said sir lancelot more harder than is the stone and more bitter than is the wood and more naked and barer than is the leaf of the fig tree therefore go thou from hence and withdraw thee from this holy place and when sir lancelot heard this he was passing heavy and wist not what to do and so departed sore weeping and cursed the time that he was born for then he deemed never to have had worship more for those words went to his heart till that he knew wherefore he was called so sir lancelot went to the cross and found his helm his sword and his horse taken away and then he called himself a very wretch and most unhappy of all knights and there he said my sin and my wickedness have brought me unto great dishonour for when i sought worldly adventures for worldly desires i ever achieved them and had the better in every place and never was i discomfit in no quarrel were it right or wrong and now i take upon me the adventures of holy things and now i see and understand that mine old sin hindereth me and shameth me so that i had no power to stir nor speak when the holy blood appeared afore me so thus he sorrowed till it was day and heard the fowls sing then somewhat he was comforted but when sir lancelot missed his horse and his harness then he wist well god was displeased with him then he departed from the cross on foot into a forest and so by prime he came to an high hill and found an hermitage and a hermit therein which was going unto mass and then lancelot kneeled down and cried on our lord mercy for his wicked works so when mass was done lancelot called him and prayed him for charity for to hear his life with a good will said the good man sir said he be of king arthur's court and of the fellowship of the round table yea forsooth and my name is sir lancelot du lake that hath been right well said of and now my good fortune is changed for i am the most wretch of the world the hermit beheld him and had marvel how he was so abashed sir said the hermit ye ought to thank god more than any knight living for he hath caused you to have more worldly worship than any knight that now liveth and for your presumption to take upon you in deadly sin for to be in his presence where his flesh and his blood was that caused you ye might not see it with worldly eyes for he will not appear where such sinners be but if it be unto their great hurt and unto their great shame and there is no knight living now that ought to give god so great thank as ye for he hath given you beauty seemliness and great strength above all other knights and therefore ye are the more beholding unto god than any other man to love him and dread him for your strength and manhood will little avail you and god be against you chapter twenty 
Then Sir Lancelot wept with heavy cheer, and said, Now I know well ye say me sooth. Sir, said the good man, hide none old sin from me. Truly, said Sir Lancelot, that were me full loath to discover. For this fourteen year I never discovered one thing that I have used, and that may I now wipe my shame and my disadventure. And then he told there that good man all his life, and how he had loved a queen unmeasurably and out of measure long. And all my great deeds of arms that I have done, I did for the most part for the queen's sake, and for her sake would I do battle were it right or wrong. Never did I battle all only for God's sake, but for to win worship, and to cause me to be the better beloved, and little or not I thanked God of it. Then Sir Lancelot said, I pray you counsel me. I will counsel you, said the hermit, if ye will ensure me that ye will never come in the queen's fellowship as much as ye may forbear. And then Sir Lancelot promised him he knolled by the faith of his body. Look that your heart and your mouth accord, said the good man, and I shall ensure you ye shall have more worship than ever ye had. Holy Father, said Sir Lancelot, I marvel of the voice that said to me marvellous words, as ye have heard toforehand. Have ye no marvel, said the good man thereof, for it seemeth well God loveth you, for men may understand a stone is hard of kind, and namely one more than another, and that is to understand by thee, Sir Lancelot, for thou wilt not leave thy sin for no goodness that God hath sent thee. Therefore thou art more than any stone, and never wouldst thou be made nesh, nor by water, nor by fire and that is the heat of the Holy Ghost, may not enter in thee. Now take heed, in all the world men shall not find one knight to whom our Lord hath given so much of grace as he hath given you. For he hath given you fairness with seemliness, he hath given thee wit, discretion to know good from evil, he hath given thee prowess and hardiness, and given thee to work so largely that thou hast had at all days the better wheresomever thou came. And now our Lord will suffer thee no longer." but that thou shalt know him whether thou wilt or nilt, and why the voice called thee bitterer than wood, for where overmuch sin dwelleth, there may be but little sweetness, wherefore thou art likened to an old rotten tree. Now have I showed thee why thou art harder than stone, and bitterer than the tree. Now shall I show thee why thou art more naked and bare than the fig tree. It befell that our Lord on Palm Sunday preached in Jerusalem, and there he found in the people that all hardness was harbored in them, and there he found in all the town not one that would harbor him. And then he went without the town, and found in midst of the way a fig tree, the which was right fair and well garnished of leaves, but fruit had it none. Then our Lord cursed the tree that bare no fruit, that betokeneth the fig tree unto Jerusalem, that had leaves and no fruit. So thou, Sir Lancelot, when the Holy Grail was brought afore thee, he found in thee no fruit, nor good thought, nor good will, and defiled with lechery. Certes, said Sir Launcelot, all that you have said is true, and from henceforward I cast me, by the grace of God, never to be so wicked as I have been, but as to follow knighthood and to do feats of arms. Then the good man enjoined Sir Launcelot such penance as he might do, and to so knighthood, and so assoiled him, and prayed Sir Launcelot to abide with him all that day. I will well, said Sir Launcelot, for I have neither helm, nor horse, nor sword. As for that, said the good man, I shall help you, or to mourn at even of an horse, and all that long done to you. And then Sir Launcelot repented him greatly. Here endeth off the history of Sir Launcelot, and here followeth of Sir Percival de Gallus, which is the fourteenth book.